Welcome to the Joel Friday TV podcast. I am Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. How y'all doing? It's another Tuesday. We grateful to be here. Thank the Lord, right? It's amazing. Uh, real quick, shout out to the team, the whole team. I always got to shout the team because um, they do a lot. They do a lot for the program. They do a lot for the hosts. And it's amazing. So shout out to the full team. I won't name off all the names, but you guys know who you are. And um, y'all online know who they are too. So amazing. Uh, Quick things. Jam-packed show today. We got stuff that we're going to talk about. I think that it's going to be good, but you never know. No opinion, right? Whatever it's going to be is just what it's going to be. Right. Hopefully I'm able to get it all out. A couple of topics that we're going to cover that I want to let you guys know. A couple of topics that I'm looking to cover is, for one, how to break free from emotional conflict. Man. The the main thing that drives us to do all kinds of mess. Right. Is that emotional conflict. How, how to break free from it. We're going to get into that. How to stop caring what other people think. That's a big one. We might get into that. And how to truly find God. We might get into that too. So those are the topics that we might get into. Among some others, maybe we'll see how the show goes. So um, just make sure you stay tuned in. You watch to the end. But first, you know what we got to do. You guys know what we got to do first. Hit that like button. Smack it later. Smack down on the like, subscribe, and share button right now. Tell your people's, 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 people's about the show so we can get the subscribers up and the message out. You guys know the deal. You know the plan. You know the game plan. Do it now before we start so when we get rolling, you know, people are already watching. And maybe the message hits them in a different way. You know what I'm saying? So tell your peoples. Make sure you subscribe and tell everybody about it. Amazing. Uh, also, you can call in. Um, we had some interesting callers last week, which was cool. Um, we got a few uh, people calling in already. Amazing. Um, you can call in at 888-775-3773. And from there... We can get into some conversation, right? You can disagree. You can agree. We can have fellowship. We can argue, you know, all in the name of Jesus. So you definitely can call in at 888-775-3773. Really quick, I'm going to do it this. I'm going to do this. Because we had a caller last week come call me just to catch you guys up. We had a caller last week um, out of Arkansas, Little Rock. Um, by the name of JC, he called in and like said a bunch of uh, mess and talked a bunch of mess and um, threw his like jabs. He missed though. He threw his jabs and missed and then ran out the ring. Like he just ran away, hung up on me and didn't really tell me why he was saying what he was saying. He just was like calling names and, and running. So um, he had tried to call in the last minute of the show after I called him out and say why he run, and he tried to call back in. But at that point, I'm like, I'm, I'm moving on. Next fighter, you know what I mean? But now he called in at the beginning of the show because um, he wanted to finish the conversation. So I respect that. He's trying again. So um, I think I'm going to take JC first. And then from there, we'll get into some other stuff. Now, I, I, I hear JC has been causing some trouble 
causing some problems on other people's shows. But um, I told um, the producer to let him come on to my show, and then we'll deal with him as we see fit. So JC at a Little Rock, Arkansas, also known as Arkansas. JC, welcome to the show. You're on the air, man. How's it going? Hello, Joe Elf. You are very much a, a, a high-confident man saying that I I have failed at uh, my attempt. I think I'm very much... Uh, I think I very much succeeded. I had you rattled by the end of your little show last week. Uh, how so? Oh, man, because you was like, call in, save it. Like, I said my things, but people, people, a lot of people were saying that I ran away. I didn't run away. You had ample opportunity to say uh, a response. And you I did. cut me off a couple of times. No, well, I had asked you why were you calling me a, a Q-U-O-O-N or whatever. And then you wouldn't tell me why. Oh, and then you kept saying that that I'm all these kind of things, but you wouldn't. I kept asking why, like what makes me those things, and then you just hung up. You asked why after I hung up. I hung up. I said my piece. He was rushing me, and I was like, forget it. I don't. I've waited a long time to say this. I said my piece, but I do sense people feel like you didn't get a chance to respond. I would love to hear your response on me insulting you and calling you out of your name. No, I I felt it was the opposite. I didn't feel like uh, I understood why you were saying the things that you were saying. And and I'm okay with them. They weren't hurting my feelings or nothing like that. Like, that's fine. But I wanted to know why, what made you, what makes you have those opinions about me? Oh, because it's disgusting. Even just those last few words that you said. It's disgusting. You, like I said last week, you have that beautiful black skin, but you choose to, to be an Oreo in your life instead of standing up and being a black man. You choose to be another yes man at Bond. Oh, okay. You work with you work with people who showcase the Confederate flag, who literally hate people like you, and you call them friends. You call them friend, and you respect them, and you and it's just it's it's horrendous. It's horrendous. Okay, that you give do me that. an example of how my beautiful black skin is used for um oh oh that that I do white stuff or something. You say how am I not? Oh, give me an example of how I'm not using my beautiful black skin for good. I mean, you talk bad about black people. You literally. So what have I said? Um, what have I said? What have I said? I'm giving examples. A few weeks yeah. ago, when that uh, 84-year-old uh, like shot and killed that uh, young black man, he was blaming that young black man and stuff. He was literally automatically turning on the young black man. And then the example I just gave with the Confederate flag, you know what the rebel flag means. You know what that means for black culture, don't you? I've heard... Like they... I've heard... I'm sorry. I've heard things about what what they mean and how and the different perspectives of what they mean but i yeah and so a person me, that has skin like you in those times well, and even sometimes it. today and even sometimes today with uh the beautiful skin that beautiful black skin that you have would want to try to Thank lynch you. you up and kill you just because of that beautiful black skin but you don't say anything no, well, you, um, here's the thing is that sometimes, a lot of, oftentimes when people have a anger towards somebody else, they don't truly listen to what's being said. They already have a disposition. And you missed a lot of the things that I said about the black kid um, in that situation to where I did address that maybe there's something that, um, that the the white man could have done um, wrong, maybe he um, didn't properly judge the situation properly. Maybe he overreacted. Maybe his anger allowed him to make a wrong decision. But also, what I what I have mentioned is um, that when it comes to the reality of black people. And this is not from a hateful perspective. This is just from the reality of it, is that oftentimes you have to double check what black people are doing. 
So when somebody comes up to your door that looks suspicious, you're not just going to go out there and just trust people. You're going to kind of be like, huh, what's going on? Why? Because unfortunately, there's been people who do have beautiful black skin that do really bad things. And there's a reputation of them doing really bad things. And it happens kind of often. So it makes you kind of want to look at them in a different way at times and not be sure if you could just fully trust them. And I think that that happens a lot. So um, do I think it's justifiable that someone just should open the door and kill them, kill somebody? No. But did that happen? We don't know that. And also a lot of people, black people, jump to the conclusion as if he just opened up a door and shot him because he was black. That just makes no sense. And only people with anger and hatred are going to come to that conclusion because they don't want it to be fair. They want it to be uh, racism. So they have somebody to blame. So they have somebody to um, put off all their emotions onto so they can feel better about themselves. And I just don't agree with that. I like talking about the truth and the reality. And that's how I feel about it. Do do you like talking about the truth, though? Because, again, it's like... I feel like you you really don't consider a lot of the black injustices that are happening. You'd rather side with with the racial injust the racial uh things that are happening and, and whatnot. That's what I truly feel about you. And and I'm also uh, I'm sorry if I'm not letting you respond. I just no, have that. No, so you're please good. let me let you respond. Oh, um, what, what have I said quickly? What have I said that, um, sides that doesn't do with the, that I only do the racism thing? What, what, what do I do? Okay. Well, since I don't know if you can answer that question, I know you do have to go. So no. I have to, I would like to say one more thing and then I'll let you go. Uh, because I of course was accused of being a hater on bond and I don't hate anybody over there i dislike a lot of things that y'all do so i'd like to offer you a compliment the same way i offered nick you joel you have an amazing voice you have a way to reach people where when you fully take time to like understand things of what you want to say you could be a great motivating person you have an anointing about you that i truly actually see but there's some type of demon holding you back from your identity, from you prospering, from you actually being your great self, that's going to be your detriment. And I'm truly praying for you that you find a better light. Maybe actually try the Lord's Prayer instead of the silent prayer. I'm praying for you, my brother, because that beautiful black skin is only going to go so far (laughs) with those white devils that you work with. And well, listen, Jay-Z, I appreciate that for one. And uh, I would like to hear, because maybe there's some things that I'm wrong about. Maybe there's some things that I can see differently. So I would like to have more uh, conversations with you in the future. So feel free to call back in. I don't mind talking to you as of now. You seem, you haven't given me any problems. I don't You just disagree with something. I'm not against that. Um, and you, you definitely have so far with me, um, I don't know how you are on the other shows, but you have had a, your, your demeanor is very calm and um respectful so i'm okay with you disagreeing and all this stuff and having this conversation so let's talk again call me again um the only reason why i'm hanging up is because i do have other things i want to get to but very interesting i would love to know more about your opinions and and how you feel i don't fit a certain criteria of a black person and we can talk more about it but i appreciate your uh your call jc thanks for uh clearing that up Thank you. Tell the Bajan man I say hi. Tell Yolanda to unblock me and I'm uh, All right. All right, man. Have a good one. Bye-bye. I don't know what he said on the last one, the last little part with, with Bajan and all that. But anyway, um, hold on, callers. I'm going to get back to the calls. I just want to get into um, the topic today. I kind of just really wanted to understand um, – why people have such a harsh um, opinion about my opinions of black people or my opinions of my outlook 
on life as a black person, black people typically tend to look at me as whitewashed. They say that I'm white or I'm Oreo because of my views. So I always kind of want to see why they think that way and what about it is wrong. But, you know, he gave his opinion. And, um, yeah, I hope to get into more conversations to really make sense of what's what's going on with, with him and why he feels that. And maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, maybe there's something I can learn from. I'm, t- I'm open, right? I like to believe that I'm open. So you never know. But as of right now, my opinion is the same. I think how, I feel how I feel. And I'm, I do my best to base it off reality of what we see and what I believe to be true. And if I got to be whitewashed Oreo, that's fine. I don't care. I, the Oreoist, the whitewashedist, that's fine with me. But anyway, moving on. So, Lord, today, today is a special day to me. It's episode number 14. And it's special to me because I want to talk about something that I never usually talk about. And what has changed my life completely for the better. And um, I'm grateful that this happened in my life because it allowed me to realize that there's a whole new entire way of living that... um, I've been seeking my entire life, but I never knew how to get to. And I'm finally here. And it's freeing. And it's... I don't even know how to explain it and what to call it. But I can see. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't have problems. I don't have problems. I don't have things that that I work on and I'm still trying to overcome. But... I'm so blessed, and I don't even know what to do sometimes. Like, it's insane, but I wanted to explain how this has changed for me, how I got to this point, and also how easy it is for everybody to get there, too. Like, and I say easy as not like one plus one is two, two plus two is four, you're going to get in the door. That kind of easy. But, like, simple. It's really simple. And I want to talk about it. Um, By the way, what's up, chat? Hi, chat. And say hi to you guys. I hope y'all are well. Um, But let's get into it, right, if we can. So there's two times, there's two types of realities in life. There's two, two realities in life. The, The sleep, those who are asleep and those who are awake, and they're two entirely different realities. I didn't even really realize this until recently. They're like literally two different realities, like a, a, a world and then an upside-down world. Like two entirely different realities, right? One worldview, the asleep, is the worldview from the lens of feelings and emotions, which ultimately leave you depressed, anxious, suicidal, fearful, happy, sad, angry, you know, all this stuff, right? It kind of has you like in this whirlwind. But there's a certain lifestyle that people live according to feelings and emotions that creates their whole life view, right? And it's entirely different from the awakened life view. Now, the awakened life view is when you you overcome your emotions, right? And you overcome them by forgiveness, by forgiving. And you truly find God, for one, and you live from a life of the absence of emotional conflict. Like, you're separated from it. And it's not that you don't still have it there or still feel it there, but you're no longer subject to it. That's what it means to overcome to me, is that you're no longer, it's not that, the anger or the stuff is not there, right? And that that you're not ever capable of feeling it again. It's that you've overcome it, meaning that you're no longer subject to the control of the anger, da 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 And you can actually separate yourself from it so far 
that uh, when somebody tries to trigger it, you don't even connect to the anger and stuff anymore. And it's an amazing life to live. It's amazing, right? And it is possible to go back to it. It is possible to feel that again. But as you grow in the spirit and the more awakened you are, the more sharper you are to catch yourself when you fall into the the thought that will make you um, attach yourself to that, that emotion again. I know that might be a little confusing, but we're going to break into it. But to truly know joy, love, and peace is on the side of being awake. And it's two different entire life. And it's so funny because um, I was talking to a family member about this over the weekend, and it was the most eye-opening thing that I ever saw in my entire life. Even though some people already may know this, I want I want to explain the example because it was so so good. But I want to start off by breaking down the distinction between the two. So, the feelings and emotions I equate to being the ego, and um, like the carnal nature, the flesh, but the ego and the ego is what holds all the emotions and feelings, right? So there's the there's people who live from the ego, and then people who live from the spirit and the spirit is the awakening and the spirit doesn't have emotions. It's not emotional. It's disconnected from emotions, right? But the people who live in the ego can't comprehend that. They can't comprehend what it's like not to live from emotions because all they know is emotions and they live their life based around that. And their whole life, their Bible is emotions, and they believe in it. So trying to get them not to believe in the Bible of emotions that they believe in, they believe that that's all there is, and you can't convince them. So I was talking to a family member. And this family member I, like, really respect, and it's a female, and... um. She's really a really decent person. She does her best to be a really decent person. She's always kind of been very caring and just decent, right? And she means well, and she does what she can to be the best that she can. She really does. She tries to be uh, fix her mistakes, like, as best as she can be, right? And... um. So I have a lot of respect for her. But I got into a conversation with her, and somehow we got into the topic of love, and she was explaining how love is an emotion. And um, before we get into that, the whole topic came up about forgiveness, right? Because um, she was telling me that she has, like, resentment building up that she needs to, um, that she wants to forgive um, her mother for. And uh, I was like, that makes so much sense. That's, that's absolutely what it is and what you need to do. And I started explaining my situation and how I forgave and how that changed everything for me, how I was able to release that, that tension, but also that false attachment to my parents when I forgave them. And it changed everything for me. So I would just encourage her to go do that. And then she asked me, she's like, um, is love emotion? And I was like, no, love is not, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I remember this. So she, um, the reason why we got into this debate about emotions, right, was because I said that um, if the good thing about being awake is that if something happens to somebody you love and you never know how you're going to react, right? You may do this, you may do that, right? You don't know how you're going to react until the moment comes. But from my experiences, when things happen to people, you're unattached to it and you have a different understanding of of what it means. Like you don't have this like attachment to whether they're okay or not, whether they um their feelings are being hurt, 
weather, any of that stuff, right? Because you ultimately know that sometimes people need to go through things to wake up. And also that there's a bigger reason why things happen to people. And it's not up to us to try to get in the way or feel sorry and stuff like that. So I understand that. And I was trying to explain that to her. And um, I told her, like, oh, if this were to happen to somebody, I don't care. And I said, like, I don't care, right? And that, like, blew her mind. She's like, what do you mean you don't care? I was like, not that I don't care in a negative way, like I want some bad to harm them, but I'm no longer attached to trying to um, control them. And uh, because I'm like, that's not love. Love is not attachment. And she goes, what do you mean? Love is emotion. And that's what sparked the whole... (laughs) She done opened up a can of worms with that one. And I was like, no, love is definitely, most definitely not an emotion. And she was like, what? What do you mean? God's love is emotion. I was like, no, God's love is not emotion. God's love is absent of emotion. She was like, why would anybody want to be absent of emotion? Emotion is good. And I was like, oh, shoot, we about to get into it. And then we're getting into it, and I'm just telling her how I'm trying to explain to her the best that I can. And this is this is the where the problem comes in. I'm trying to explain to her the best that I can that um, that true love is the absence of emotion, right? Because emotion, quote unquote, emotional love, only has to do with self, because you want to make somebody else feel good so you can feel good. You know what I mean? Like everything is doing for the sake of you. So you're there for somebody because you don't want to see them hurt. That goes back to you. It's about you. You don't want them to get hurt. So that so then because of that, you're there for them. Right? That's not love. That's ego. That's selfish. Because you're thinking about what will happen to you if something happens to them. Right? So I explained that to her. And I said, God doesn't look at it like that. God is stripped away from that. He's separate from that. He allows you to go through it because he loves you. Because he knows if you go through it, it might wake you up. So I'm trying to explain different examples of how God is not into the feelings thing. And she just couldn't get it. She couldn't capture it. And I use like 20 different examples. And she couldn't catch it. She didn't. She was trying. You could tell she was really trying because she really wants to think. But all she can see is her view of how she lives from emotion and how that quote unquote works for her in her life, which it really doesn't, right? But that's the way she lives. That's all she knows. So we were going into it, and I had realized, like, wow, there's no way, there's nothing you can say or explain to somebody about being awake that they're going to get when they're asleep because there's something that's always in the way. They just cannot see. They really cannot see. No matter how many examples you give, no matter how many things you do, They have to experience it for themselves to truly know what you're talking about. Because to them, it looks evil not to have attachment. It looks evil not to care. And I didn't understand that. um, But I understand what she meant because I never knew that this life that I'm living now was possible to be lived. I didn't know that it existed. That I can... I can not care what people think. And it's not like in a snap of a finger, at least for me, in a snap of a finger, um, you wake up, you forgive, and you wake up, and now you just don't care what people think, right? Like you're just like, now you're just bulletproof. It's not that. It's that once you get into the habit of, for one, understanding what that means, but for two, disciplining yourself to um, be being separate from the ego, all all in general, it just doesn't hit you like it used to. So, like, uh, I'll give an example. Is like, for example, um, when people call in, 
or I I'll use somebody else's example. Um, we'll say Jesse, right? We'll say Jesse. Is that people can call in and they say all kinds of stuff to Jesse, right? And they'll say all kinds of things, and they'll call him all kinds of names, and they'll say all this kind of stuff, but it doesn't affect them, right? And um, be, it doesn't affect them because he understands that, for one, what they're saying is not true. And for two, you grow so confident within your own self, within your own spirit, and you know yourself. This is, this is what's important, is that you grow to know who you are on the side of being awakened, right? You know who you are. So people's false opinions of you wouldn't matter because you know your heart is pure. You know that you mean well. You know that you make mistakes, but you know that you're honest about your mistakes. So you grow in this confidence, and it doesn't matter what people think because you know who you are. You know what I mean? So, um, but from my experience, there has been times where I've fallen back into my ego, like believing the thoughts that aren't true and like feeling again, right? Even though I can see, I'm a, you know, I'm awake, I've fallen back into my ego at times. And when I'm in my ego and I'm feeling the motions of the ego, right, I'm feeling it and people say something to me or whatever, I can feel it trying to rise up and affect me. For sure. Like I can still feel it like there. But my awareness allows it to pass really quickly because then once it passes, I realize like, you know, you just know that it's not true, that you shouldn't be living from the ego. It's all coming from feelings and emotions. So it's not that you don't feel it anymore or you're not capable of feeling it anymore, but you have an understanding of what it really is and it's false. But when your eyes are closed and you can't see, all you live from is they better not disrespect me. They better not do this to me. Because all you're thinking about is how you feel when they do that. And you're really just insecure. You don't really know who you are. So you almost kind of believe the lies about yourself, about what they say about you. Because you're like, wait, is that true? Is that true? Maybe that is true. So you defend because you, you're not sure if it's true or not. But when you truly know yourself, you won't care what people think. Because it doesn't matter, even if it is true, even if they said something harsh and it's true. Thank you. I didn't realize that. Thank you. That's why I told JC, call me again. Maybe you have some things to tell me that's true. Because then you can go back home, reflect on it, and be like, wow, he's actually right. And then fix it, change it. That's what's so great about being awake is that you're disattached. You grow disattached from how your ego feels over an insult. Even if it affects you, even if you feel it, even if you're offended for a second, you still grow away from... You grow in your awareness that that means nothing. Oh, well, you go back on with your day. And then you go further and further and further away from it to where it just stops affecting you. And it's the greatest life. And that's what I was trying to tell my that family member. I was like, it's the greatest life that I ever, it's the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. And I'm still growing, and I'm still trying to, you know, learn and all that stuff. But it's it's like I have energy. You know what I mean? I, um, I mean, I have a, um, I'm in good spirits throughout my day. I don't drink coffee, and I don't, and if you do that, that's fine. Don't judge yourself. But I just don't need it. Because as I'm growing into this awaken, this awakeness, which is the spirit, it frees me up more and more as I learn things and as I grow and as I overcome. And once you become more and more free, the more and more energy, natural energy you have, 
Because of all this emotional conflict drains your energy. All this overthinking drains your energy. Stress, anxiety, fear. It drains you. That's why nobody has energy. That's why they need a boost. But once it's gone and it leaves you, the more you grow in energy. And now you, then you're just like, wow, I don't need to drink alcohol. I don't need to smoke. I don't need coffee. I don't need sex. I don't need... You just grow into it because your burdens just get lighter and lighter and lighter. And when you still do them, you know that God is still with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. And you just... I couldn't explain it to the family member. And I wanted to explain it so hard because I wanted her just to get it because I know that she wants it. And, but she just couldn't get it. But I told her like, go forgive, go forgive. And once you truly forgive, um, you'll be set free. But the most important thing I think that a lot of people miss about forgiveness is they, they forgive for the sake of forgiveness. They forgive in namesake. But the key factor is truly realizing, like truly realizing that you're wrong for hating the person you need to forgive, right? That you're wrong for hating a, another broken person. And for those who don't know Jesse Bond and those who don't know me and maybe they're tuning in for the first time i just wanted to explain a little bit briefly what it means to um um forgive and uh what that's supposed to look or 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 where that comes from right where this this emotional conflict comes from i'm gonna read an article it's brief it's brief i'm gonna get through it quick it's a little article that i read that was so deep and it talks about why we end up um, falling into this emotional turmoil and um, conflict. And uh, the article title is The Asleep. And I don't even know where I found it. I can't even give you the source. I found it, then I lost it. But I wrote it down, so I'm going to read it. Um, this comes from the perspective as a child. Um, it says... We live in the survive we live in a survival era. So the era that we live in right now is a survival era. People are just living to survive. We grow up without good examples and instructions, so we're not led on how to um live a great life. We're just in survival mode. And the reason why we're in survival mode is because we're lost. Nobody's teaching us or guiding us how to live properly. We're lost and we're in the dark trying to get through each day. And this is children, right? Lost, just trying to get through each day. In the pursuit, you discover things that bring you immediate satisfaction, whether that be um, seeing another little girl in the classroom, whether that be finding candy, discovering candy, you find out these things that bring you satisfaction on your, in your pursuit of being lost, right, as a little kid. The question when you find this candy or this little girl or whatever you want to put in that place, the question is never, is it good? Is it good for me? It's more, I found something that works, right? This is the part of life when we jump into the driver's seat of our feelings and our emotions. And as we uncover what our emotions are capable of, we begin to use them for our benefit. We find things that make us happy, which bring immediate pleasure, and we find things, and we find that using our anger brings us power and influence. You ever realize that? How anger brings a lot of people power and influence, and in some ways in your own life, when you've gotten angry, you see how people like, become subject to it, they're afraid of you, and it ends up working, right? So we find that in our pursuit that using anger can bring us power and influence. But 
with no wisdom of what we found or how to proper, properly navigate through these things, this is how we survive. Living life through the lens of our feelings and emotions. Right? And that's the end of the article. But it's so true. We're lost as children. We don't know where to go. All we see is our only influencers, our main influencers, which can be, which is mostly our parents to begin with, but it can be society, it can be school, it can be cousins, whatever, right? But first, our parents, we see our influencers doing all the wrong things, so we have picked that up, right? And we don't feel satisfied, so in our pursuit to feel satisfied, we pick up other things like sex, like food, like drugs, right? And we know that it doesn't bring a permanent happiness, but it gets us through the day because we're just trying to feel better, man. Life is hard, right? So we adopt those things and we live our life around that. And it all stemmed from our parents not leading us, our parents not guiding us, our parents not being an example of what the right way looks like. So you actually build up a resentment in yourself, for yourself, for where your life has gone, the reason why you have no peace, the reason why relationships don't work out. And you hold a lot of anger because you're confused. So once you realize you have this anger, oftentimes we don't realize where it comes from. And it comes from the parents because the parents didn't do their job as parents to lead you and guide you. But it's also not their fault, right? Because they're just as broken from their parents and the generations above it, right? So the purpose of forgiveness is understanding that Yes, you resent the person that that may have put this anger, that influenced this anger in you, but you forgive them because you understand that you're wrong for having a hatred or anger or resentment to somebody else who's also broken. That's what forgiveness is, is knowing that they can't help it. They're lost too. And when you understand that is when you truly forgive. And that's when you're set free because you realize, wow, resentment is evil. How am I resenting somebody who is also broken just like me? Now, it doesn't mean you don't make somebody take responsibility, like tell your parents, like, you know, I didn't like that you did this to me. like, Because that helps them take uh, accountability for the mistakes they made, right? But you don't hold it against them because you know that they're just broken and they do evil things. Broken people do evil things. Right? And you don't want to just forgive for the sake of forgiving because you're so desperate to be free. That was my first time forgiving. I just was so desperate to be free. I just went and forgave, but it wasn't proper. You want to forgive when you truly recognize that, wow, this is evil that I'm giving them back what they gave me. When they're just broke, they're broken. Everybody broken, man. We don't have the right. That's why it says in the Bible, love your enemy. Because it's easy to love people who love you. Love your enemy. And you love your enemy by realizing that they're broken too. Doesn't mean you don't hold them accountable. Doesn't mean you don't defend yourself when you need to defend yourself. Doesn't mean you don't criticize in the right moment to criticize, right? But you most importantly understand. And that understanding is allows you to love your enemy because God gives us that, that God has that understanding for us. That's why he doesn't hate us. And, my, and uh, uh, a, a lot of people will tell me, well, God was angry. God was angry. But he wasn't angry because 
you can't have anger and understanding. Anger doesn't exist in understanding. Because anger is only a judgment based off of somebody blaming somebody as if they're responsible. When ultimately our, the powers are unseen. How does it, what is it, how does it go? The real enemy is the enemy of the unseen. We can't see. It's the spiritual enemy. Not flesh and blood. Not your neighbor. Your neighbor is being controlled by that evil force. That evil spirit. That evil spirit. And I don't want to get all spiritual and, and uh, godly because a lot of people aren't into Christianity and all that stuff. But it's the same thing for everybody. There is no enemies. We're called to love all. We still, and love is dealing with people still. Love and not just all huggy, huggy and kissy. There's tough love. But that's what forgiveness is about. And when you forgive, you see all of this. All of this is understandable. All of this makes sense. And then you watch it happen. Watch it unfold. And it doesn't mean that's not hard. It doesn't mean there's still not no struggles. It doesn't mean all that stuff, but God, it's just beautiful. It makes it makes everything beautiful. Everything is just is just I don't even know how to explain it. But it's you wanna live that way. You want to live that way. You don't want to live in the emotions. You don't want to stay there. Now, some people will not overcome. That's just a reality. Some people will not leave the emotions because the emotions rewards them in the way that they feel comfortable, the way they enjoy. So let them have it. Some people are That's why you don't even try to convince people either. Let them have it. They're happy with it. Let them have it. But I'm just grateful that God didn't let me lose myself because I was going down the path that everybody else goes down. But God was like, er, not you. And I'm grateful for that. And my life is changing. I can feel God's presence in me. I know he's with me. I can see I'm become more and more free. Everything Jesse says about it is totally true. And only those who know, know. You can't fake it. You can't pretend. And those who know also know when you're being phony. You can't fake the funk because it's, it's, it's evident. But anyway, I really wanted to talk about forgiveness in this episode because um, it just dawned on me when I was talking to my family member that that's what the entire world is missing, that part, the forgiveness part. And her life is going to freaking change. It's, it's simple. I didn't say it's easy, but it's simple. It's very simple. But nobody knows it, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. Because nobody knows that it's as simple. Your life can change when you forgive. And you really look at yourself and look at find your resentment. And it only goes for those who's seeking, though. Because if you're not seeking, you're not even going to realize why you need to forgive, that you have resentment, that resentment is evil. You're not going to realize these things unless you're truly seeking, right? So that's why I said it's not as easy as just getting up and go doing it. But it's simple. You got to forgive. Let go of that mess. 
and there's a whole new lifestyle on the, on, on the other side. Man, time flew by. I'm sorry. I probably talked too much, but I, I'm, I need to get to some calls. I hope that made sense. Um, uh, know thyself, man. That's that's Know thyself. Watch thyself. Watch yourself. Really focus on yourself. Like, let go all the other things. Like, every, of course, you got to get up and go to work. Of course, you got to go do life. But... Don't stack your plate up so tight every day that you forget that other things are just as important. Your life is just as important. Your family is just as important. Um, you know, responsibilities. Like, do what's in front of you to do. Just do what's in front of you to do, and it'll free you up to have time to do what you need to do. I used to stack my plate with just everything on it just for the sake of stacking my plate because the world taught me that the more you work... The more money you make, the more successful you are, the more respect you get. And that was just causing me problems. Uh, what Kendrick, Kendrick Marr says something in a, in a song. He said, um, I forgot. But he was basically saying the more you, the, uh, you told me just to keep my head down and go to work, but that only brought me problems. That's the facts. Slow down, take a break, be still, and let the treasures within be your success first, and then you'll get the treasures without side, right? Because if you go the other way first, look at the celebrities we see now. They're, they're, they're examples. We got enough examples. Anyway, amazing. Uh, let me go to Daniel, first-time caller out of Texas. Daniel, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Thank you, Joel. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm well. You pretty much covered everything I was going to ask. I was going to ask you about in-group uh, fighting in-groups, right? Like, uh, you know, earlier you had a conversation with uh, J.C., and it was all about why why aren't you black enough sort of thing, and that is very real amongst white people too. It's it's all groups. So, what are your thoughts on that? Like, um, repeat that. Sorry, I was trying to adjust. What is my oh. thoughts on what <laughs> about in group fighting? Right. Oh. Like, oh, you're not black enough, or you know, in in my case, you know, the people, white people, acting a little bit more. Uh, non-white you know that that bothers me right yeah uh, can you speak on that a little bit and why does it like what what about it bothers you though and then i'll, I'll give my take on it but what about it bothers you <clears throat> um for some reason it bothers it feels more like a betrayal when i see uh somebody who i think is part of my group whether it's christian or white when i see them um, taking the side of another group, yeah, you know, and it, it it's very real. Like you said, there are two worlds. There's there's a one that's upside down and one that's uh, normal. Yeah, and there's an emotional world, and it it it's very real. That um. Anyway, that's yeah. And then what was the question? Ask me the question one more time. Why is that? Oh, okay. Um. I think that, and I hope that I'm answering your question properly, I think that the reason why, like, people, other black people get on other black people um, is because they don't have identity themselves. They don't have identity themselves. So when you don't have identity yourselves, you care about things that, that are unnecessarily to care about. Like, I don't think of black people as my people. Uh -huh. I don't think of... But I also have white in me, and I don't think of white people as my people. Uh -huh. I don't, I, like, that doesn't concern me because I'm I'm focused on, and I'm not even trying to focus on, but I'm focused on just trying to understand my, my the problems that are going on within me. You know what I mean? And trying yeah. to overcome my 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 things so that I can be free. You know what I mean? And that... Was, takes my attention 
And then when I do get free, um, it gives me more peace, and I care even less about what people um, think. And I think it's they, people in the white community who tear down the white people or anybody who tears down each other is because they have a lack of um, security within themselves. It's an insecurity. So you want to blame. You don't want to because it's a dependency. It's a dependency that, that most people have. They want other people to be just as miserable as they are. So they're like, how dare you not stand with us? How dare you yeah. not stand with me? You know, that you're you're white, you're whitewashed, you're but it's because they need somebody to stand with them. And yeah. I and I stand I've always kind of been I've always kind of stood alone because that's how I was raised. You know, I wasn't raised dependent. My my parents were very hands off. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I never identified with a group ever, and um, I think that's why people do it because they just they need they need numbers. They need to feel better. They need something. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I fall into that trap. You know, if, I, sure. if I see uh, if I see a, a fellow white person and and you know they're covered in tattoos or something, I think, man, you know, there goes a guy who hates his skin. You know. Uh, but I, but I, but I fall into that trap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it really doesn't even, and that's the thing though. That's the thing though too, Daniel, is that, that, like you just said, that's a setup because let that person be an individual. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they, they don't represent, and in a, for, in, in a hindsight, they do kind of represent the white group, right? Like they do represent white people. If you're white, you do in a sense, um, represent your group from a very shallow point of view, but you do. But at the end of the day, that it shouldn't affect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and you got tattoos and he's a bad white, say he's like a, not a decent white guy. And I got my own family, you know? Yeah. But these things come to, come to the front when you have to work directly with them. Like they are, they are involved in your life that directly affects how you live. Yeah. And that's, that's where you fall into the trap because you're forced into a position that you would otherwise be able to avoid. Oh, I see. I see. And, and what do you, what do you think that in those situations, the proper thing to do is in your opinion? In my opinion, I, I, uh, follow JLP's advice and, you know, I forgave uh, my mother and father and I, uh, I, I do the silent prayer and that stuff. Is, is I had to turn to that in order to figure out how to deal with that. Yeah, for sure. That, that's that's the only thing that I could figure out. Otherwise, I'd still be in it. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, it sounds like you got the your your head on right, and you're in the right direction, man. And I appreciate the call. I love to keep talking to you, but I do got to. And yeah. I just realized that uh, I'm coming close to the end of the show. But okay, uh, okay. Yeah, call me again, Daniel, and then let's talk some more. I appreciate sure. it. Sure. Bye. All right, man. Earl, I don't even know if this is that. No, I don't think it's that Earl. But Earl, uh, I'm sorry. And the other callers, I can't get to you. I got to end the show. I literally lost track of time. I literally just lost track of time. I'm so sorry. I'll get to you guys next time. Call me um, ASAP, Earl, and I'll get to you next week. Uh, that's the end of the show. I thank you guys for tuning in. It's been an amazing show. Went by so quick. Dang, I didn't even know that was already an hour. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope that all made sense. Follow me on all platforms across the board. We got some stuff coming. Make sure you're tuned in. Follow the whole network. The American Anchor Baby is coming in right now, and you don't want to miss his show. You know what I mean? So make sure you stay connected, subscribe all across the board, social media, all that good stuff. Thank y'all. Until next time, peace.